Hey everybody, welcome back to The Producers. Uh, we're going to go ahead and jump into this one quickly, because I have not wanted to do a long intro uh, ever anymore. I just want to get through them quickly. Um, this week is David Pajor. Yes, the one from the Pajor Plus One set I keep referencing. We do talk about it. Um, really great to have him on the show. Um, Kind of go over some some old stuff, and you know, it was really fun to kind of learn more about it. I think it's kind of what people expected from the live episode. Um, but uh, yeah, so social media, uh, I believe he's at Peugeot Notification. Uh, all his stuff will be in his profile on the website. Um, RVA Comedy, all the normal follows. Uh, classes are underway, so keep an eye out. Subscribe to the email. Uh, producers cast, uh, social media, Gmail, all that. Uh, hit us up. Yeah, we're always ready to to talk about stuff. Um, or World Music Park, keep an eye on them. They have an event coming out sometime soon. I would believe I'm recording this way ahead in advance. Probably shouldn't do that, but um, all right. Well, we will go ahead and get right into it. I hope you enjoy David's episode, and uh, thanks for listening. Boo! somber moment you might have been able to make it happen. <laughs> yeah, I want to cry for all those preppy older people. <laughs> no, I was like sitting there, I was like, I want to do this, but also this will bring me some other back. <laughs> don't come back here. I don't, I don't know how to open it. I thought I got No, you put that down and then you right. and then you lift it up. Lift it, lift it up the other way. What? Well, you know, you just do it. I'll show you. Oh, you're so strong. You broke it. You broke I broke it! You broke your cord. Well, at least I didn't break it too much. All right, Matt, you get out. See, I was afraid of that happening. So you're fine. This is all how all the good rosé is, right? A little bit of cork? Mmm, just a little. David, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Is this recording? Oh, yeah. Oh, great. I mean, I'll start from the most interesting moment. This might be it, though. Oh, good. I'm, <laughs> I'm doing well. Just got off work. Walked a dog. And now I'm about to enjoy a vino rosé Santola. I'm going to finish my Altoid, and then I'm really going to enjoy this. Uh, did you hear if you drop an Altoid into a bottle of rosé, it starts to fizz? I would assume so. I wouldn't really know why I would do that, though. No, I don't know. 
Would you like to pour you on me a pour? Um, you do the honors. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know what I'm affecting for. A little more. There we go. Yes. All right, what are we choosing to? Oh, um, I feel like uh, we... How was your day? Very good. To good days, to a good show, and to the theater, because that's what we're intertwined with. Cheers. Chug. Mm. Obviously, I've never, never been through that. What? You haven't been to a wedding? <laughs> Have you been to many weddings, David? Um, I've been a good handful, and yeah. I usually go to the wine. Just so that you're a wine drinker? No, no, not really. <clears throat> um, I like beer a little more than wine, but I find wine to be more. I don't know. It feels right, especially at a wedding. It just feels okay. It feels more appropriate. No, no, I can see that. I can see that. I also feel like. Um, Wine for me is always something that is more of like a intimate thing, which is, I think you're kind of getting mm-hmm. it with the wedding thing. Mm-hmm. Like that, that, I guess to me, like there's nothing more romantic than just be like, let's get a bottle of wine and that's true. Insert activity here, mm-hmm. kind of thing. I find beer if you drink too much of it, the next day your whole body feels mm-hmm. gross. Drink too much <clears throat> wine for me, it's like my head feels bad. Oh, which I, you know, I can cure that with ibuprofen. Yeah, totally. Coffee. Mm-hmm. You know, that's true. I haven't actually drank wine in a while. Chris Copley left a bottle right here. Classic Chris. Classic Chris. He's going to be pissed I haven't drank it yet, though. What I did taste of this while we were chugging, this is good, though. I really got the notes of wine. <laughs> the wine notes. <laughs> what did they say? Um... It's like a um, very grapey. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. <clears throat> Enough fucking around. Okay. <laughs> That's the only second best shirt I don't have. Oh, what? The first one? The very first one, yeah. Because you all still sold other ones. Uh, yeah, I think we recently ran out. Where did the term second best come from? <clears throat> um, I think... Uh, I think it was on a bus coming back from like a trip. In New Orleans or something. I couldn't sleep. It was like super late at night. Mm. Or it was like New York or something. I was just trying to think of like... Or maybe we were coming back from Hell Yes Fest. Okay. Uh, so I was just trying to think of like, what would be a fun festival name for us? And, <coughs> and yeah, Oh. <laughs> gross. <laughs> That's gross. I don't, I don't do that. I'm, I'm um, ready to learn so much. Uh, oh, yeah, no. So, yeah, I thought the name second best. And just had a kind of ring to it. I yeah. Told to Katie, and she was like, "That's really good." And we told to Matt, and he was like, "Yeah, yeah, it's really good." So we sat on that name for like I don't know how many years before we actually got to do a festival. So I'm not I'm not sure which way, and I want to get your in, input on this because mm-hmm. there's two ways we can kind of conduct this, where it's like we talk about a lot of. I know you have like a lot of stuff in your life. Obviously, involves the theater. Oh, yeah. But I'm, I want to know like. 
Do you want to talk more about that, or do you want to talk more about, like, other shit? I don't care. What, what do you want? Um, I want. I think I want the complete picture. So we I started do doing this mixture. show. We can follow tangents. <clears throat> okay, we can we can do that. We can we can roll with it. Um, it's so funny because I started this show. I listened because the one year passed, and I listened mm-hmm. to like episode zero, which is like a five minute like intro. I did after I recorded the first one, and it was like I wanted to, my goal was like oh we'll talk about my creative process and we'll talk to creative people, and you know the past like ten it's just been like hey you're my friend let's get drunk and talk about whatever. Right, right. So I'm trying to figure. I'm, I'm more trying to figure out lately, like, what do I want to do with my format? Mm-hmm. And so I want to start. Talk, I want to start with creative, and then let it tangentially go wherever it will go. Okay. Um, so you, I've I've gotten bits and pieces from other people. You've been a creative for a long time. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like you were doing comedy sports in high school. Yeah. Well, no, I started doing comedy sports in uh, college. College. Okay. I did. Um, I went to uh, high school, middle school in Northern Virginia, Fairfax County public school. Ooh. Um, Hayfield, uh, and uh, <laughs> just had a really good like improv scene. Um, it was competitive. It was interesting. Like it was uh, every year. Teams from high schools around uh, the county would meet uh, three times a year. Yeah, they'd meet uh, so like fourteen teams or so, high school teams, and they would all go to a backstage area, and out, uh, one by one, each team would be called out, and they'd be given a short form game on the spot. And so, hopefully, that the team had practiced that short form game. <laughs> they were kind of given like we were given a list of like a hundred short form games. And so that's what our practices would be. It'd be like running through all these games, hoping that, you know, b- to be prepared that, you know, for a game they call. And then you'd, uh, you'd do a scene. Uh, the referee would blow his whistle. There'd be three judges who'd score your scene. And then you'd sit down. Score so, your scene. That's so foreign yeah, to me being yeah. in this community. And it was competitive. Like, it was... Uh, our team took it seriously but not in like a a mean kind of way there would be because it was like all theater kids would be very theatrical backstage and like you know doing a bunch of silly improv warm-up games that they learned from their drama teacher like our drama teacher was not she wasn't that she was more of like librarian a historian being a shakespeare very crotchety beautiful woman uh but she wasn't showy about, like, improv or artsy about it. Sure. She was just, like, all about casting a group of, like, good friends. And then... Ooh, yeah, I so, like that. Anyway, so, yeah, we would... That would be... That was that was improv in, like, high school. So that was the most stressful, like, improv shows I've ever done. It sounds super stressful, but also, like... I don't know, just kind of based on what I've experienced. Like, that sounds like a really cool team dynamic to be on. It was cool to, like, have that early... Early, yeah, yeah, like yeah. that sort of kind of pressure because it was like because so you'd win a, a meet and you get a, a there was a traditional huge tournament or a trophy that would be passed from team to team and from year to year so it'd be like you'd see your name you know your high school's name on this trophy in different plaques yeah so it was sort of like an aunt like we made it was the trophy. pressure like we want to keep this trophy for yeah. a while and so we definitely like. We're competitive about it. Like, we didn't get first. We got really upset. If you ain't first, you're last. Yeah. So that was in high school. Uh, yeah, I started in eighth grade doing that. Oh, wow. um, there were six meets a year in eighth grade and then three in high school. So it made even each meet that much more. 80. 
Yeah. We had a reunion, me and my high school improv team. We had a reunion at a lab. Uh, at a lab? Yeah. It was like, uh, <clears throat> nobody came to it because it was, it was, uh, in November because it was kind of for my birthday. It was like, I got the guys back, got the gang back together. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and we did a, a long form set. We had never done long form together before. So it was kind of interesting with, with those like how former long, high school best friends. How long ago was that? Um, <clears throat> a couple of years ago. Yeah, like I, two years would, ago. I would totally go to that. That sounds like a it was fun. fun thing. It was a lot of fun playing with those guys again. I couldn't imagine like a detective reunion in like five to ten years. Like, that would be... Okay, so all right, so that's pretty much your creativeness in, in high school. Um, did you do anything else? I did. I did band. What'd you play? Trumpet. Okay. I played a little bit at Angela's oh. house. The other night. Oh, good. It's good to know that you're still rocking the trumpet. Uh, I did a pretty good job. I think. Uh, Can't be I that hard. The only thing I talked to Josh right about it. Mm-hmm. The, the muscles. Oh yeah, they, that's the big tighten thing. up. It was like so easy to do high notes. <laughs> um, but super hard to like loosen loosen the lips to do the low notes. Oh man, that, that is something. I played Star Wars, which is what I auditioned <laughs> uh, for Symphonic Band One uh, from sixth to seventh grade. I played Star Wars because it had a high G in it. And it was, I was like, if I can hit this high G, I'm going to impress this band teacher, and I did. I made did. Symphonic Band One as a seventh grader, and that's that's a big deal. For me, it was yeah, sure, yeah. I uh, don't have anything relevant like that I can really relate to, but that sounds. I also <clears> didn't, didn't do band, so I'm like, I don't know what that means. But I'll take your word for it that it was like, oh, there's a seventh grader here. Yeah, yeah. There's a seventh uh, grader in our pre-algebra class. Yeah, because there's like symphonic band one and two. Normally, like normally eighth grade, you get to one, start out, and I skip those suckers. <laughs> oh. All right, so you're you're are you a big music guy? Uh, no, not in like the traditional sort of sense. I think we've talked about this Do before. We have, um, no, I just never really got into. Um, I mean, I love music, of course. Like, yeah. I sing all the time. I, I bet I, I do feel musical like, improv. Like, I love music. That was the thing I go you to did for Pajero Plus One. You would be you would start it with uh, a song. You would listen yeah. to a song, and that was always really odd for me. But like, my music's always been oddly just. Like, I would buy CDs and just listen to two or three songs off the CD. I just never kind of developed a sort of devoted love for an artist. Okay. You know, I liked songs, but I never kind of, like, got into... Um, I mean, there's some more than others. Sure. I'm yeah. sure that you have a couple Obviously. that you would lean towards. But, yeah. like, yeah, my interests... Like, I mean, I have, I guess I'm thinking of, like, my friends who were super interested in, mm-hmm. like, music. Like, would have music posters on their wall. I'd have, like, comic book posters. <clears throat> I was just more into, I think, uh, nerdier sure. culture. Yeah, and you, music, you, like, I, got, I love acapella music. Like, and uh, Broadway, all that stuff. Well, like, theatrical, I guess? Would yeah, be the I think way more theatrical. And, like, theatrical, like, I love that about, like, musicals and all that. Um, so you'd pro wrestling because it's theatrical. And yeah. I think there's a artistry to like acapella music. Like it's just real cool. Almost like acapella music is like the improv of, or it's just like trying to figure out how. Okay. Like, how even some of those songs are arranged. I feel like you would probably enjoy a concert more than like an album because there's usually like a show that gets yeah, put on. I'd say I've seen s- certain artists. Yeah, certain yeah. artists are just like, like I saw a show last night. You know, if I think maybe if I had seen, <clears throat> if I'd done more concerts, like I would. 
maybe been exposed to more of like, oh, I love the way that band, you know, performs, mm-hmm. which would be an added kind of bonus thing to, to it. pull you to that yeah, band yeah. other than like, oh, I like some of their songs. Right. Yeah, right. There, there's no real, yeah. It's, it's like hearing a stand-up comic or like even the, the, the songs of a musical before seeing the actual show. Exactly. Yeah. I remember when I saw Newsies and I, like, I listened to it before and it was way better, obviously, with the whole thing, but like. Do you prefer Newsies with musical or without musical? With. Wait, I mean the old Newsies or the new Newsies musical. Like the, the, the TV musical or the musical on, on stage musical. I saw it on stage. I got lucky enough. My godmother took me to go see it. I didn't see it on TV. I just heard. I just you haven't seen thing. Newsies on TV? Mm-mm. I haven't You've seen. You've only seen the on stage Newsies? Mm-hmm. I, I, look. You were you were at the live show. You know how bad I, know, I am in ingesting media. I'm just of all. Yeah, I, just, I don't know why I wouldn't want to see the stage or not without seeing the TV. It was also completely unexpected. Okay, so I didn't have time to like prepare. That's fair. But also, I definitely before this moment did not know that that's the thing I should do. You should do it. Christian Bale's in it. Oh. All right. As that is a tangent I want to go on though. Before we get too far away, you were on the, the live show. Uh huh. Um. That was a fun experience. Yes. Because I felt like everyone had these expectations and uh-huh. I so did not like deliver on those or like, cause I think a couple people were like, Oh, we're going to talk about the theater a lot. And I came out with like the goofiest questions. Yeah. You especially. Cause I wouldn't tell you what I picked for you. Oh yeah. I know. I knew I was, I knew, I, I think I knew the most of what you, you expect yeah, because you, oh, yeah, apparently true. I was the only one interviewed. <laughs> Yeah, I uh, interviewed Katie over email about about you to yeah, yeah. through a couple of things. I listened back to it, parts of it, I should say, because mm-hmm. I don't like I can't watch myself do improv. I can't listen to like these shows, but like the co- I listened to a couple parts, and one of them was your part. And I was like, I don't think that one as bad as I thought it went because it was like a lot of pressure to put on a live show, but also record it. Mm-hmm. Um, you said you had done a live podcast before. I don't remember. Oh, yeah. Uh, we did one radio. So I don't think they're actively either in operation anymore, but Radio Rubber Room. They used to do live shows, um, but then also did a, a podcast. They'd host live uh, music shows. And uh, Dan Anderson took a class with us, and he was part of Radio Rubber Room, and we developed a kind of relationship with those guys, so they had us on to do a improv podcast. Now, was that the New Year's Eve one? It was New Year's Eve, yeah. Did yeah. you find that? No, I haven't found it yet. I wonder I, if it's I, online. I wonder if it's... Uh, now that I had no, now this is recorded, I will have remember to find I think it. It's like a, like a hangover. My the hangover, hangover like New Year's Eve yeah. hangover show, mm-hmm. and we did... Uh, so it was kind of like talking to them and then me matt and katie did a uh a, a show like improv mm-hmm. gosh i want to i definitely want to find that that's got to still exist all right so let's backtrack off the tangent so college started doing comedy sports mm-hmm. yeah what, what else were you involved in and what was that experience like in college mm-hmm. oh boy um uh, so oh right so i spent half the year of like my freshman year doing nothing and then like towards the end i kind of picked picked myself up and auditioned for an undergrad um like a one act because i did theater in high school and there was no improv team in vcu which was so weird i, I still think there's not it's been i don't know the current <laughs> status but there's been like Cause i remember matthew was thinking about starting one 
There's been fluctuation. It's it's been tough for once like the people that started graduate. Like there's been there hasn't been the constant someone there New waves for a people. long time. Like yeah. or tradition saying like we're here to like we're now a you know firm tradition. Like you go to any other college, there's teams there that exist for years. Like Patrick Ants, right? Weatherman or, or an institution at UVA. But there isn't, like, an institution of improv at VC, which is sad because they've got such a good, like, theater department. Oh, yeah. They could easily pull really solid. But I think Patrick Allen was doing some improv stuff. I think there is improv there now. I I just... So if there is, uh, I'm so sorry. Yeah, let Uh, us know. I'm sure you're doing great. Let us know. Um, Let let, let us promote it. Yes, come. Come to the theater. Yeah. Um... But even if there's, you know, it's new. So hopefully, yeah, I would love for there to be. But when I was there, no, there wasn't any improv. So, like, and all the theater stuff at VCU, except for the undergrad thing, this undergrad one act thing mm-hmm. was open to non-majors. But like, that was the only thing that was. So well, I did, wait, what did you major in? Uh, I was mass com, okay. advertising, creative advertising. Makes sense. Yeah. Knowing, knowing what you do now. Right. I've been doing the same thing for a long time. That sounds awesome, though. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, sure. Uh, and so I did a little bit of theater, and that kind of got me back into performing. And then, like sophomore year, I remember talking to my friend Danielle. We were in the Commons, and I was complaining about how there was no, there's no improv, and because she was doing acapella, which later on I joined an acapella group. Oh, you're a singer. Not really. I'm not that good. Uh, we not were, uh, this group was not good. <laughs> they were uh, they were good, but they were uh, a primarily MCV run group. So it was more of a hobby group. Mm-hmm. Like for for a while, people arranged stuff, but like that wasn't really a thing. Like go to other schools, they arranged their own music. That's super intense and. This is more kind of casual. Like we would perform prearranged kind of work. Um, oh, hey, cat! Come on! I I was waiting to meet the cat. I've listened to this. This is Millie. This is a Floyd. Oh, you have. Listened. I was hoping that there was no cat, and you just instructed people to pretend at some point during the podcast that there would be a cat. <laughs> <laughs> that would be that would be super funny. Not <laughs> that clever though. Uh, no, the orange cat, which will definitely join us shortly. Um, uh-huh. really leaves. The orange cat <laughs> will join us shortly. <laughs> okay, so what you were saying? Uh, uh, so I did that for a little bit, but uh, so I was talking to her, uh, and she uh, pointed at the cork board behind us in like the commons. She said, "What's that?" And it was like a flyer for comedy sports. It was just like this weird kind of moment of I was complaining about the lack of improv at mm. VCU and she pointed to a comedy sports audition flyer in the comments. It was like, ah. So you went audition and did that for... Uh, like 2004, 2005 and I kind of faded away in 2014 kind of when the theater like really picked up. So you're doing the theater and comedy sports at the same time. <clears throat> um, yeah, but not so, not too much comedy sure. sports while the theater like Super sporadic, um, occasional. It, it gradually, you know, kind of went away. There was a time where it was like, um, but that coalition was only once a month. Yeah, so. yeah. I remember I've gotten bits and pieces from a lot of different people about the like early years of the theater. Mm-hmm. So I kind of 
have a slight understanding of what that looked like between Gallery 5 and the actual physical space yeah. of the theater. Um, so, yeah, comedy sports, and that was really, really big for you to, like, help you grow as a performer more? Well, that was cool because I had high school and middle school experience, um, which I guess wasn't a super... Like, going... I had the privilege. Like, I thought it was something that a lot of, you know, high schools or, or just like it was a thing that a lot of schools did. It's like had a improv part of their oh, yeah. drama department because it was just like an offshoot of the drama department. So it was cool. Again, like going to the audition of comedy sports and I kind of knew like the gist of it because mm-hmm. like I'd watched so much uh, Who's Line and just done, you know, short form and yeah, high yeah. stress situations. Um yeah, I loved short form. It introduced me to like long form comedy sports. Yeah, I'm assuming any kind of base baseline is going to be enough to help you learn more about what's deeper. Yeah, in yeah, the yeah. comedy sports great. I think, um, yeah, I love short form. I know a lot of, I don't know, some people don't, but I do. I haven't done other than like 101 and like a couple like the Wednesday shows. Mm-hmm. Like, I haven't done any short form. It's all been long form. It's fun. It's fun. Um, you know, there's levels of short form, I think, where, like, I can get people don't like, you know, they don't want to stand in a line and rap. Maybe that's because, in a way, that's not, you know, that might they don't want to rap because they have horrible rhythm and they're not comfortable doing that. Sure. Um, or it's like uh, rap and, and seeing it. You know, it's just like definitely, like, in a comedy sports kind of way, you can not want to do some of those games but short form just like as a genre i think is great like you can dislike certain games you know because sure, like yeah. you uh i don't want to dance around like a fool or whatever but then some people are cool with that um but i think as a genre it's perfectly cool yeah i will say that short form does get kind of a the whole who's line thing it does get kind of a bad rep yeah, it can in some in some. I, mean, I guess if you're, it goes with expectations. Like if you expect it, something. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like if you go if you watch pro wrestling and expect it to be tied to reality, you're going to be very disappointed when it's not. <laughs> I feel like we you know, know we, we are like, eventually going to get into how you're a big fan of pro wrestling. I'm a big fan of anything that's kind of like dumb and over the top. Yeah. So like, oh hey, shut your mouth or I'll eat you. <laughs> There's not much meat there. You'd be disappointed. You tell the orange cat I said that. <laughs> Get in here. Um, yeah, so, um, yeah, I love the, the over-the-topness of comedy sports. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the competitive, like, the way it's packaged, especially if it's, like, you commit to that bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love, like, refing, um, even though I really hated it when I started because comedy sports, the old place with a comedy sports and a restaurant, so refing a, an audience where, like, two kids are, like, teens, or younger than teens, I'm sorry, like, 10-year-olds, and they're ordering food, and it's just, like, in the front row, and they're adults in the back row. So it's, like, it was, I remember, like, those shows being, like, whoa, that was, this is a tough show. Um, <laughs> but now there are no kids at Coalition. Um, one day, maybe. I love even I I don't mind kids shows either. I love kids shows. Um and doing clean comedy like that was super like it wasn't hard for me to not curse in comedy <coughs> shows. Um it's just like a switch I turned off. Yeah, I mean 
I don't know. I thought about comedy sports. I was a little put off when I saw on their Twitter that they're the only improv theater in Richmond. Oh, whatever. Still, I mean, though, true. I, I mean, mean, whatever. There's a lot of other improv things lying around, but like, mm-hmm. um, I will. That Twitter account might have existed before ours. And that might be the last time they edited the profile. <laughs> I looked it up with the, with the amount, especially Twitter. We stopped using Twitter, which that's my choice because I stopped using Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like so. as a personal person, since I stopped using it, that's one thing where I wasn't going to force myself to like yes. engage with mm-hmm. because I stopped liking it. Like Facebook, I don't really like Facebook anymore, but I'll still like engage with it. I like Instagram. It's good for the events. Facebook's yeah, good for and events. Instagram's great. Instagram is um, the one I am on now. It's been a lot of fun. Like the, the the changes Instagram's made. Yeah, I've noticed that. I don't want because you were used. To, you were, if I'm correct, you were still kind of kind of using Twitter about a year ago. May, it goes the news blasts go auto okay, okay Twitter so but I don't and maybe every once in a while when like something big comes up we do like but I remember when we first started because we were so spread like monthly shows it was more about it was actually about building relationships and the community um, and now it's just like awful <laughs> you know it's <laughs> yeah, just so awful noise um, that's just super unenjoyable to like yeah for me at least. It's just because it's like your your voice is one hundred percent getting lost in endless voices. Whereas at least on Instagram, people certain people, most people, will limit their posts to one a day, mm-hmm. or like <clears throat> not post a lot. So I can see all my friends' posts. But also, yeah, I'm not shouting into a void as much as I am shouting into a void of people who follow me and yeah. actually want to see what I have to post. And maybe it's still I want once again I've been, I don't use it, but. Mm-hmm. Like me, I just remember like it was a good RVA community feel yeah. when I was originally. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember because I was also out of college looking for a job, so I was on Twitter, yeah, um, and LinkedIn, and yeah, it was a, definitely there was a community of like Twitter users, and they were at meetups. I remember that, yeah. But I think those even once Twitter blew up and everything, yeah, it's just like everybody had Twitter, and it became. Yeah. Kind of. When I started this show, the main social media was Twitter, and then mm-hmm. I immediately said, "Oh fuck this!" And I switched to Instagram. Yeah, and now I do like nothing on there other than like the weekly posts. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Social media is really hard to crack without being like I think super obnoxious. Yeah, and yeah. I don't even. I don't. In a perfect world, like maybe I'd. Maybe we'd have some grand like marketing scheme which yeah. we are slowly honing like i'm trying to crack away i will say at it. big fan of the posts that have like the background on that left wall when you walk oh, in oh thank you those are those are like i'm like i get it i i, I feel like oh this is the coalition post or whatever okay yeah cool. y'all are y'all are working towards something good for sure well well thank uh, you for yeah. working could come towards there one day <laughs> maybe you'll get there one day one day we'll meet your I'll, approval i'll keep you posted yeah, when did you let us know? Well, hard not to crack. I mean, get me in there. Who knows? Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> is this whole thing just like a weird, like... Yeah, th- these don't even work. These aren't even is real. Is this a social media coordinator interview? <laughs> Here's my resume. Okay, there's no cat. <laughs> there's no... Let me see the cat now, please. Mm-hmm. Okay, so comedy sports... And then you just did that for 10 years? Yeah. Casual 10 um, years? Yeah, and went to a tournament a lot. 
annual tournament, just like improvisers from all around the country gather. Started doing that in like 2008 and got hooked. Or seven, maybe. Going to like events? Just going to this national like, where like comedy, and that was another great thing about comedy sports was it, it opened, it opens people up to the national you know, network of improv friends. Like that sounds met, super fun. You know, I met improvisers from CSELA. I mm-hmm. met uh, who one of them uh, was on Mad TV. It's just like a, a huge, like, uh, met a lot of folks doing comedy sports and then took, like, some of the formative improv workshops, mm-hmm. which is, like, from Jill Bill, from Jill Bernard. <coughs> uh, amazing improvisers all, you know, at these comedy sports uh Tournaments, championships. Where I'm sorry, world championships. I can't, call them, I can't call them tournaments. Technically, I should have stopped calling them tournaments years ago. Why? What happened? Because they changed the name from comedy sports tournament, and because things are trademarked in comedy sports, and world championship, world championship. Mm-hmm. Um, because it wasn't really tournament style. Because tournament style is brackets, brackets, and there's little less of that, and more of just like a sort of showcase of teams against each other from sounds like a festival it was more like a festival but that doesn't sound competitive so (laughs) i guess is there a winner every year yeah it's uh it's always the team that hosts versus um the team that the managers from each city vote upon this is not very competitive i would like the tournament better yeah, I would that's love not, to see that's it. not improv nice. If people have to, <laughs> if the points do matter, then it's mean. Then, then, it's mean. then the teams are actually competing, which in a way, you know, does kind of take away from the worst comedy sports world championship. And I was sort of over the actual real competitive. Oh yeah, high by school. Then. Like I was, I was cool with fake competitive. Okay, because like I didn't want to actually like win and lose. Like I hated losing. I hate losing, John. Losing. <laughs> um, so, uh, so yeah, I like comedy sports because everybody wins. Everybody wins. Everybody wins. Nobody wins. Everybody wins. So, um, okay, so then you all were inspired to start the Richmond Comedy Coalition. Yeah, we did. Uh, so from, because, like, naturally, like, us short formers were exposed to long form improv and more, you know, sustained character and scene work. Uh, that some offshoot came of it. And like the late show, um, there was no, there was a, it was my first improv show in Richmond ever. It's called off the cuff. It was an improv jam. Um, got up on stage, but it was like, uh, it definitely wasn't organized. And then later on, um, Christine at the theater asked some of us to get together a, a new kind of long form show. And, it was me, a guy named Andy, Katie, I think, was part of the original group, Tim, who's still a comedy sport, a, a group, a group of us did full contact improv, and then that kind of became a group that started the coalition. And there was another group called Made of Bees that formed, and Aaron Grant was on Made of Bees, and uh, Jenny Goldsby, who also started the group, and Zach Arnold, who started the group. Um, and a, a couple other folks that I mean, I guess I would be, would it be insulting at this point? It'd be insulting for me not to say their name. I can't just like, yeah, you can't just say like, Ryan Hansing or Hey Ryan. He's not going to listen. No one's going to listen. He's in L A. L A. Mm. Uh, and Molly Buckley wasn't <clears throat> in it. 
when we started, but now she's she moved before you know the coalition started. And technically, she was part of the group. Um, and Stacy Voorhees Brown. Who's what? Stacy Voorhees Brown. She's around Richmond, but she's no longer at the theater. Great name, Stacy. She's American. So then y'all, this was like spiraled in true form where y'all were wanting to build another thing here, establish we something We didn't really here. spiral with performances. <laughs> we had, uh, they definitely sustained. I'm more There's, skipping around a uh, lot of the beginning stuff to say like, oh yeah. We kept doing this, kept doing this. Yeah. Uh, Snowball. Yeah. Newspapers, uh, spun. No, 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 no. Richmond Comedy Coalition making waves, making headlines. <laughs> New kids in town doing comedy. <laughs> RCC, will it be? Bring our boys home. <laughs> that one's not relevant. It just really needs to be put up there. No, please. The war has been going on too long. <laughs> too long. It's why, are we, why are we even in the Middle East? <laughs> so yeah, so then y'all were uh, y'all were pushing that, and I remember I think I think talking to Gantz a little bit. Like he came in and. Yeah, I'm skipping a lot. I know. No, if you want to go back, no, and, I don't care. I don't I mean, care. All of those. If it was less than like two months ago, I don't care about it. Yeah. No, I just. Uh, no, I don't care. If you. So I guess it might be important to, to like. I think it might have been covered in Katie's. Okay, let's say this. Let's get your summation of like the first two years and maybe like the whatever helped get you to the point where you all formed it. Like let's. Uh, put it on record that way it exists and if anyone ever asks you again you can be like uh, go listen to this and you have all the information a summation? yeah and whatever Hydra way you want to put it okay whatever my last name way I want to put it um David won't say his last name uh Pyjor. if I say it two more times I appear <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll wait and see <laughs> um Oh man, it was fun. I don't know. It was, uh, I was, you know, I was super wrapped up into like the creative project of mine aspect of it. Like when I was at comedy sports, all I could, all I would be like, huh, I wonder what would happen if like I got to create my own like brand or theater. Like, what would I do? What would I call it? And I mean, that's like all I would do that for dumb stuff and like, High school, I'd you know the same way. If if in any improv team has a designer, they've automatically got like a logo machine. Like, yeah, detective, detective, a logo. It's like if you get a, lo- <laughs> if you get a designer who loves improv, it's like suddenly, oh, well, the designer's thinking, what can I do that like merges both my passions? That's one hundred percent true. So yeah. it's like so really, then your just whole life becomes this like uh, doing that. Like improv and design, so it's a lot. Of, I mean, it was, uh, you know, we. It was just fun to like. We wanted to really perform at Gallery Five, like that was the coolest venue for us because we were at Art Six, which I know has been covered before. Um, which well, is a live show, Katie's show, yeah, Jim show. Um, but like, we really wanted to. When we got a Halloween show at um, Gallery five. five, it was just so cool yeah. because. Improv had never, I don't, I don't think improv had ever been at Gallery 5, which was to us like such a fun alternative venue with just like burlesque and a bunch of cool weirdo arts, yeah, which yeah, I yeah. think we all consider improv to be a little bizarre, or at least we like to embrace the live comedy dead seriousness of it. Um, so really, yeah, getting that kind of a 
because because it was sort of we had, they auditioned us in a sense with like they were like okay well, I, well you know you can do your show and then based on that we'll see if we want more shows yeah or like if you want <laughs> because we wanted a monthly thing and they weren't probably ready you know commit to like some we'll see how it goes yeah yeah, yeah. like uh, see if you're a little too Drew Carey for us um, and I think Kim was working Kim Nario like we've known her for a long time she was working at Gallery Five early days. Just in the in the back at the bar, I never knew she'd be doing improv with us, which is oh, yeah. so amazing. And she's super talented. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so it was uh, it was just fun to like be making choices and decisions, and then just following through with them and seeing like interests build. Like Richmond Comedy Coalition, like we put it on the internet, and people started like saying like, "Whoa, you sound serious." Like, you sound like you know what you're doing. How long have you been around? We're like, two months. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it was fun to just kind of see this pick up steam. And, like, and we've been good about being incremental with, like, growth and not, like, because I think it is, like, it's truly responsive to the community mm-hmm. and, like, the student base. And at least a lot of other theaters and other places are very much, like, driven by a specific like person and their business model and their, you know, um, it's more about the individual running it than learn about the community involved. And so I think we started with just like a group of friends kind of doing something they really like. And I think that spread over, like we have so many talented individuals that, you know, just give their, their time, which is amazing. Yeah. I would say that's definitely true with, like, the newer wave of, like, people I'm involved with where it's just, like, mm-hmm. we all just really like doing it. We're, like, willing to put in, like, a lot of time to, like, do it more. Yeah. But I can't imagine... I, I can't imagine being at the beginning where it's just, like, there's, like, a lot of work to do. It sounds so fun. It was fun. Yeah. Like, I mean, there's it's definitely, like, work elements that have gradually accumulated. But it's been gradual, I think, and... I think the funness, at least on my end, still, as I know Matt and Katie still, still like it. Yeah. <laughs> I would say the gradualness for sure is something that I'll, I'll take away when it comes to like other projects I want to work on, which is like, it's really easy to jump into a lot of things, but like, mm-hmm. yeah, if you just take it slow and kind of, ah, here's where we get into the creative process a little bit, where it's just like, yeah, if you just take it slow and really like work on what you have and then mm-hmm. expanding and then, yeah, paying attention to people who are involved and be understanding like, what my needs are and what I need to do to make this a good yeah. show. I think, <clears throat> especially for the, like other, I feel like other cities where it's like, they've got six improv theater and they're all good. You can be niche, like niche. What? I would say niche. What? I've never like really fully niche. grasped how that word is. Niche. 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 Is it, but is it niche or niche? Niche. I would say niche. Um, but I think, I think it's like vase or vase. You can say it either way. Vase. You can say vase though. <laughs> I've always said, uh, a, va- a vase is a fancy vase. And then someone recently told me that it's a vase is a vase. that's over a hundred dollars. <laughs> so maybe niche is, um, I don't know. Maybe there's like different connotations to different pron- pronunciations. Anyway, uh, so they can be more specific with that, their, you know, approach. Yeah. And like, uh, I feel like, uh, yeah. And I feel like we're slowly, 
um, you know, crafting our voice based on the community and what, like, the kind of comedy that people like to do. And we don't want to dictate necessarily just from a, you know, just what one person, you know, like, for a while, I think the Herald structure, like, Herald Knight, there was, like, a standard improv theater model that a lot of theaters followed by default, mm-hmm. which is, like, the Herald team based, which is, we still are. We're still definitely more a house team. Sure. But not specifically Harold. Well, it seems like, like, like <clears throat> I went to Minneapolis and I like checked out the theaters they have there. Yeah. And I think it was like called something huge, something it was huge. Yeah, yeah, huge. That was the one I saw, and I mm-hmm. looked at their schedule and I was like, they say that they're like a long form form theater, but like, I guess maybe because I just don't, I don't know what the shows are, right? I haven't seen them, but like, um, it just didn't strike me as you know, like being locked in, but there was a couple shows where it was like the Herald team or I think some of that, but there was like, they had some variety shows that oh, were yeah. similar to like the coalition radio think, hour. I think when places like call themselves a long form thing, maybe it's more about the training center that they do. Mm-hmm. And yeah, cause I'd say we are a long form theater, even though even as we begin to add or do more variety or sketch or bit or some mm-hmm. improv that blurs like, sketch predetermined you know some parts improvised yeah yeah it's still kind of a long form based well, i guess i haven't like really looked at the website i'm sure long form is mentioned really early on but it is just the theater it's a theater. oh yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 i was when i was like when i started i specifically didn't want to mention like i did i want to keep out the specifics Let's i want to keep do. it open yeah uh like i want people to just know where we were from because there was like a lot of the RVA boom was happening like everything was being named yeah, RVA yeah, yeah. Like, and that was our courtesy of RVA mag pick up a copy sometime and there you go because I because they started the RVA thing I feel like I would uh, RVA yeah so RVA this RVA that like how'd you get RVA comedy <clears throat> was anyone was there like were we like quick on the draw there was no we there was no RVA comedy so no one was like, I gotta get this. Because um, you've seen you've seen the RVA comedy hashtag. And yeah, I've seen it like, blown up. It's like I a, mean, I guess a little. Definitely, we were uh, we're a small subsection of that. What it really is, like it's really? a lot of like local comics. Like, I know, just, just so great. random things. I know, yeah, I know. And people, <clears throat> I remember when that started to happen because RVA comedy was just like what we started because mm-hmm. um, nobody was the the scene wasn't like. Because we we call ourselves Richmond Comedy Coalition, I was trying to think of a username to. And I couldn't it's, think of anything other than RVA Comedy that I went through every option. Like so you com- had that, and you're like, I, let me find something better. Well, I was just I wrote down like Comedy Coalition VA. I'm like, that doesn't look good. That's way too long. Mm-hmm. Like Coalition Comedy. That's doesn't sound that's good. Even worse. Um, because what I mostly wanted, I, wa- I wanted where we were from. Because like I wanted to, yeah, be it about make it about. I yeah. wanted to make sure that we were part of the community. Because I, mean, I thought that was like from what I experienced in my improv theater travels. Mm-hmm. Like it's obviously it's about the Look community. Yeah, about, yeah, that was one thing. it's about good shows and the community. And that that uh, that's why we picked Detective RBA because it was like let them know where we're from. Right. Yeah, our so. detective also I feel like would have been really misleading, but then again, there's always like, oh, we should be detective improv or whatever. I don't know, <laughs> whatever. whatever. <laughs> uh, so, so our comedy was the one that like sounded right and stuck. I remember people being upset or like other like, well, just like early on, it sounded because it's like 
I guess in some ways it sounds like you're the arbiter on comedy All that belongs comedy, to RVA. Yeah. But that's specifically why I didn't want Richmond comedy, because that sounds like, for some reason, I think RVA just makes it sound more descriptive, and Richmond, I don't know, like Richmond comedy makes it sound like... Uh, a website about where you can find all the comedy shows that are in Richmond this weekend. RVA may, or also I've probably just brainwashed my, myself. I was going to say I'm a little, a little biased. Yeah, I'm like, be. but yeah. So RVA, like, um, like name some other RVA blank things. Well, it was also like RVA news happened at the same time. Okay, um, the, around like the 2007 to nine social media boom. area. Yeah, um, I guess a lot. Yeah, um, RVA just in general, um, RVA, RVA volleyball. There's like the RVA logo. It just like RVA was everywhere. Mm-hmm. It gradually have a got sticker. Yeah, yep, right there. Yeah, yeah. When those stickers came out, man, they were everywhere. Yeah, that's so was like, thing I saw to moved here. Yeah, so it was just before the big. I think it was just before the big RVA sticker boom. So we got it. You you were lucky. Got in. Yeah, you have to be. You have to pay attention. Every social media that comes out, you got to sign up and get it right yeah. away in case that social media blows up. Did you get the Vero, the RVA Comedy Vero yet? <laughs> no, no. We have a Tumblr. I stopped. I stopped doing Tumblr. Too. Tumblr was cool. I because yeah, I, I just because of back then I was on Tumblr a bit, and I would share things that may that i liked <laughs> and i thought would that the coalition brand would share whatever that sure just sure. kind of like funny but kind of dark kind yeah. of okay. things and so i really liked some of the stuff we shared on our tumblr it's been dormant for a while now i'm sure that you've gotten an email that you might not have seen that's like you're gonna lose your username if you don't claim i it. know i've done all the i've done all the necessary <laughs> logins and <laughs> check-in so that we I, don't lose that. I have lost mine for sure. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much the gist of starting the theater. Social media was the big, biggest thing, of course. Oh, yeah. How was the uh, the Kickstarter as someone who was a part of this? Oh, how did a Kickstarter? Because y'all had a Kickstarter to get we the theater did. space. Um, and at the time, it was the largest Kickstarter for an improv theater. But I think we've been surpassed. I, I would believe that just because it's been seven yeah. years. Yeah. Um, man, yeah, it was cool. Uh, Kickstarter campaign. I probably was stressed for a big portion of it. I would believe so. Um, I haven't seen I remember any the Coalition Coalition Thon. We had prepared because you know it's like we hadn't quite. Coalition Thon. Yeah, we we didn't quite meet our goal yet. We were getting close. But we had prepared a last-minute like um, show to raise funds for it, and we call it Coalition at the lab, at the shop where we used to do our lab. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I hosted that thing. But we had already met our goal before. The, so you had, you hadn't met it, set it up, and then you met the goal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's but it was still like we could still use you know any any dollar helps. Yeah, yeah and we sure. played it up. Um, I believe that. That was fun. It was just amazing to see, like, it get to a point where people wanted to give and, like, just see it expand into this physical space. Man, that's crazy. It was cool. And then, like, yeah, I sometimes look at the photos of the theater before the paint job and the stage job. I think you posted one of those recently. That was weird to see. It's a photo of, like, the group of us with our hands in the middle. I think we did RCC on (laughs) 3. Yeah. That is, I can't, I just can't imagine what that would look like. It was cool. We also just continued doing our monthly shows. So in a way it wasn't like for, 
it, and because I guess it was because it was on social media, it only existed on social media. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't like we were actively, I guess if it, it just existed on the internet, so it wasn't a huge, so we didn't do too much like local mm-hmm. promoting for our Kickstarter. That's interesting. Interesting choice. We, um, <coughs> well, we did, but it was all, it was like local news outlets were covering it, but it was online or, or in print. Okay. In print. Like we didn't flyer for it or anything. Yeah. It seems like y'all, you've always had like a pretty, I don't want to say relaxed, um, kind of in the way where you, when, as you, like you said, you expand, you would just like be a little more tapered about it. Mm-hmm. Whereas y- y'all don't seem to be like trying too hard. Like you're trying the appropriate amount, I would say. And it seems like I get that vibe from like the Kickstarter thing. Is that, is that correct? Would you say? I mean, we, we try within all of our capabilities. <laughs> I'm not uh, calling you out for not trying hard enough. Dave. We try as hard as we can. <laughs> you obnoxious little twat. Speaking of that, um, <laughs> uh, well, no, um, you know, I definitely, well, it is also part of like, like I, as social, like I, we do as much as we can. Exactly. So, and that's always been our, I think it's part of the not having maybe someone's been like full time since day one. It's been like a sort of fun thing. You know, we've kept a, I don't think there's a huge business tone. That's what I mean. Where it's yeah, like, I know. What you, yeah, I know there what are people saying. that reach on Twitter, but you're like, I'm not into Twitter, so we're really not going to do too much on that, right? Yeah, that's right. That's that's more in line with what I meant. Mm-hmm. No, I, I I get that. <clears throat> and um, no, yeah, and and trust me, we could definitely be better at Twitter. Twitter's rough though. Yeah, I just I can't, I don't like Twitter. Um, so you've listened, you said you listened to a couple of these episodes. Uh huh. Um, I'm sure you listened to one where I reference the Pajar Plus One set that we did. Who was on that one? The, I think it was you. I'm pretty sure you were there. I think I was on it. Wait, but I was in the show? No, this is my first time on the show. No, no. I've referenced the Pyro Plus One set. Oh, yeah, but who was on the show when you referenced it? A lot of people. Oh, okay. I referenced... It's one of, like, the big moments for me in my improv career. Sweet. And I'm okay. using air quotes when I say that because I'm still very new. It's but true. Like, is. <laughs> but like, um, did you listen to one where that was brought up? I, I think you mentioned it. Uh, I forget who you, it was. Um, There's yeah. a lot. Yeah. Um, I only heard it once. So. Do you remember, do you remember that set? Oh yeah. What, uh, I just, just for me, if it's only for me, what do you remember about that set? Um, didn't we go to a coffee Bean place, like a coffee place, before, after, or no? I mean, in the what, what was the scenes? What were the scenes? The scene, the first scene I remember is we were in a pickling plant. Okay, okay, I may have been in a pickling plant. I was the, I had a clipboard. That's mm-hmm. what I came out. Yes, with. it was pickling, not coffee. Okay. It was not coffee. I think mm-hmm. coffee was the one after that. Okay. Um, so I, the, the story is, um, I was hanging out at a friend's house. who was near near the theater, mm-hmm. and Clatterbuck texted me because I was still like. I hadn't, even, I hadn't even done my one-on-one showcase yet. <clears throat> He's like, but I met you in the free view. You met me in the free view. You did my free view. I and that. I remember I was, I felt, I feel really obnoxious about it now, but I was like, I really want to do anything I can to be a part of this, like, cause this is exactly what I wanted. And then the classes filled up and then I, um, 
emailed you and I was like, please. And then they said another class and I sent you an email and you're like, yeah, you're fine. Like chill. <laughs> um, probably didn't say chill. No, it's you were fresh. Yeah. It's, it wouldn't be very profesh. Chill, bruh. <laughs> bro, chill. Um, it's yeah, Cloud Rock was like, yeah, there might be stage time tonight. And I'm like, interesting. Um, so I ran over, I was a little wine drunk. You were wine drunk? Yeah. <laughs> and so, um, you picked me and I was so surprised. And you said it was cause I was the most excited and I swore up and down that Clatterbuck like told you to pick me. Oh no. But yeah. You told me that though, like later. Um, but yeah, and then we went on and I was extremely nervous and then I had a moment where I made myself laugh really hard, but also I believe I made you laugh on stage and then I was very relaxed after that. Yeah, sweet. Do you remember that? Um, it was the claw game with the quarter. <laughs> or it, was, it was pulling a mushroom out of the jar and I like dropped it. <laughs> oh, wait. Uh, wait, a claw game? Yeah, so you wanted me to try a pickled mushroom. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, like, reached for it and then dropped it. And then you, like, pulled the quarter reluctantly out of your pocket. <laughs> it was one of the biggest tests because it was, like, um, cause the only thing I had done up to that point was, like, labs and mixers and all that. And I just, or it was, no, it was only mix. it was only a jam and a mixer. And the jam did not go well. <laughs> and the mixer, I choked and didn't have any words. I couldn't, mm-hmm. I couldn't think of anything to say. And I just went blank. Like, it was fine because I, like, acted through it and my partner was good. But, um, it was the first moment where I'm like, oh, this is really fun and I want to really want to do this. Oh, awesome. Yeah. So I was like, I referenced that as, like, the bit, like, my, my best moment, like, and then what cool. I built on. So I want to hear yours, your, like, big, like, Story that you will still tell to this day about that early like career got me hooked. Yeah, that 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 set got me hooked for sure. Um. Well, I think. Well, there are phases of hooked. Like <clears throat> you've been doing like, it for forty yeah, years. So, like, so like the moment I got hooked on improv, or the moment I got yeah, I'd say the moment I got hooked on improv in general was like my first audition where I was just like terrified. I was in seventh grade for I think called the courtyard show, which was like a sketch show where the kids would write sketches and then perform like a sketch review um, based on a theme that the students would choose. So like life or time or something like that and then write sketches based on that. And there would be an improv portion of that audition. And so I was just like terrified going into that. And then when I did it and people laughed like just the laughter in the face of terror was just like oh man that felt great because it's like it's like a roller coaster when when you're so scared but then it feels amazing based on like the sort of physical response you're having like when they meet so it's like i was terrified but got laughs and yeah oh man if i get not terrified at this this is going to be pretty great so i'm like it was like how can i continue doing this and not be scared i hate singing in front of people i was death like i cry i almost i did i think i cried a little bit before like the singing portion of like that same audition because i terrified of singing in front of people sure and so like improv allowed me to like segue into musical improv where it's like i'm not an awful singer and you don't have to be a great singer to do improv singing but yeah like getting over all that kind of superficial fear stuff i've talked about stage fright with people before and i think kind of what you said like yeah once i made you laugh i was like i'm terrified but like i just made this and I've talked about this as well, where in my mind, you're this like Titan of like, 
whatever. And it was just like, oh, this is, this is fine. Like, whatever. Like, and then it was just fun from there on. But, like, yeah, I definitely I definitely feel like that was, like, a big thing where... Because what, what... You said you were afraid of singing. Yeah. But, like, if you got over, like, the improv uh-huh. fear very quickly because you got laughs. But there phases of i think like like okay so what, what does that mean what does that look like i mean like the the fear of doing a show with a stranger okay it's like you know there's many micro fears um you know i think i guess i mean because especially with improv like you know you could have a fear of doing musical improv and conquer that or a fear of doing improv with a stranger which i was like that's you know if i want to Try to not be afraid of like improv. What's what can I do to, to kind of, or and maybe it's also a way to like kind of help me feel you know invigorate or you know just constantly on your toes because you really don't know what to expect, like who you're going to do it with. Yeah, especially probably sometimes, most likely in front of a small-ish crowd <laughs> because of like when maybe Padre plus one might go. Um. So yeah, I think that's what it was like. Uh, you know, fear of singing like I didn't like. I, yeah, terrified because singing is songs. They're notes. Mm-hmm. They're like notes that you hit and then you sound flat or sharp, and you can't recover from that. But when improv was introduced, it's like okay, you can bend the rules and making up your own lyrics now, and they don't mm-hmm. have to make sense. All you have to do is like just uh, pretend like they make sense. Yep, I've so, talked yeah. about that a lot. I think that's one of my favorite things. I think that's why I am so invested in improv because like I've always wanted to do music. Yeah. But like I don't yeah, I don't necessarily have the voice for it. Mm. And like when you do music you have to be prepared. You have to go up and be like, I have prepared this, I put in a lot of work into it. Whereas improv it's like I've practiced and prepared doing this mm-hmm. but we're about to do like we're making it up and that's yeah. I think that's the thing where it's just like I can do that. I yeah. can like do that and not be afraid and it might not go well but like it might go really well or something. Yeah. I think that's that's the thing. Yeah, I think we've kind of and then usually if you can get yourself to a non-panicked, a non, like if you can conquer the sort of just nerves of being in front of people and like messing up, then you have the brain power to really just like think through the moves that make like an improvised musical, like the story, like the connections, all mm-hmm. the brainy parts, like the connectings and all that stuff. Like once you get past getting nervous, I think it makes it those choices easier. Like I'll, the big picture kind of choices. Yeah, yeah. I'll say definitely. I still will watch like Big Boss and be like, how did they? How did they all do? Like the one where <clears throat> I think it was Zane and Maku like shrunk themselves down. <laughs> like that was like there was a lot of big picture work. I talked about that on Blues episode where it was just like, oh, that's what I listened to. Blues. That's what you mentioned. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That, okay, that whole that whole thing was just like. Whoa. I listen to blues because I love you too, Josh Bluebaugh. Oh, there it is. Love you too. Yeah, we'll see how much he loves you. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. If, he if you do listen to this, Josh, let David know. Mm-hmm. Let him know. Don't wait until the next time I ask you on the show. Like, do it like immediately. Like, text him right now. Like, you took a call in the middle of my show, so you can text David. This isn't live, right? <laughs> oh no, you post this like later. This is getting posted in like three weeks. Okay. Yeah, you're episode fifty-one. Oh, hold on. We got a comment on one of our photos. Oh, I always wondered what it's like to run a social media, like something that's a little more, a lot more popular. Cause oh, wait, I don't, I don't know for that. I went to a show last night, and I was like, lie. I was like putting things on my story of the band. 
mm-hmm. and like they were like why like I could see when they would watch it or like heart whatever I posted and it was just like I couldn't imagine being in control of an account like that and being as active and also seeing having as much uh, input as I do because <laughs> I don't have my phone Aww. on me but I'm sure I don't have much going on Let's see um Ashley Leonard Steininger commented on the show of Till Death Do Us Part, the season finale. It was just posted by Katie Holcomb. The photo was posted today. We came last weekend for the show. We loved it. Vivi looks familiar. Who is she? Her name is Jessie Schmally, and you better remember that name. Hopeful future friend of the show. I am. Uh, I can't tell you how upset I am that I had to go out of town this past weekend and miss all the great shows. It was fun. It was. I had seen every Till Death up to that one. Oh, for season two. That's great. I have, I'm still waiting for my recap, Anthony. Hmm. Um, what's uh, what's been one of your favorite? I, I'm trying to not ask the question I asked. I don't remember. I think it was favorite improv moments. Like, what's been your favorite show? Like that the theaters put on, whether you're in it or not. Oh boy, favorite show we've put on. Is this specifically all time or pre theater post? I'd be I'd be interested to hear. Both, whether it's pre or post, um, and understanding that they're all your babies and every show you right, read yeah. and all that nonsense. It was really, and so from from, and I guess part of it, I'm sure people would probably agree. Um, like when we had, it was our third show. It's like June of '09. Was was mostly was a lot of friends. Matt Newman. Um, uh, who's I guess it's not, Matt is a friend, so he's included in that friends group. Not friends, friends and Matt Newman and they, as well. Also, yeah, Matt Newman is not a friend. <laughs> um, Matt Newman was in the audience, and yeah, that story instead. Uh, yeah, friends like he had thirty people, and and next show was maybe a little less, and then our third show, eighty people in Art Six, and it was like people sitting on the stair steps. And it was insane because it was just like what? Oh yeah, no, because no. like what? <clears throat> I don't, I don't know what happened. Like with that show, why? It, I think it might have been the first time we actually hung um, posters, and so it might have worked. Hey, advertising works. Posters do do work. Yeah, I think it was a mandatory good time, wasn't it? No, I don't remember the name of the show. Um, but yeah, it was just like a huge turnout and that was just like incredible feeling. Um, other oh, great, they're, for, for uh, we had a, they're all audience based. Like when we had lots of people, I think cause yeah. it was just like when it, my favorite shows have been when it's just like tons of people showed up. It was an amazing show. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say that, um, one of the first times detective performed, like one of the student showcases, mm-hmm. it was like. We had to bring up extra chairs from the basement, and mm-hmm. there was still a lot of people standing. Yeah, amazing show, and I felt like a rock. So, like walking off the stage, like because it was so hot, because it was like cold outside or whatever. Right. So we were like sweating, and I was walking through like yeah crowd of people to the green room and just making that. Oh gosh, that's that was, what I wanted for Padre Plus One was to be have it be in front of like a full house because like what you experienced is great if you had a audience of 70 people like 
cheering you on because like that's one of the amazing things about that format it's just like the audience is so behind so yeah that's why and student so showcases are amazing right what yeah so that's why student showcases are amazing. oh yeah absolutely so it's like supportive. that for an individual and a hard one person up there yeah, yeah. like it's like the terror plus if I had never applause, done like, improv and like I had that story mm-hmm. for the rest of my life like yeah I, I, it was amazing. Like, someone came up to me after the show. I did it. I, I did it with someone's on their 30th birthday. I know. Her name was Ariel. I remember. It was a great show. And she came back later at, to a Padre Plus One. She might have been at yours. I don't know which one it was, but that felt cool. And we had a guy come out for his 50th birthday. Ooh. And he kept the drink in his hand the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> He's great. <laughs> He's like, can I do it? And I said, yes. Yeah, please. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, that show should always be a good option for this theater because I think it's just. It was just I, I just think about like all the experiences that I had. Like I think that's yeah, that's like the theme of this episode so far has been like all the experiences that you've had that have brought you to this point where it's like mm-hmm. my experiences with like everything I said in my first session and then the second two oh one was when I started doing like labs and then we got refinery slots and the three oh one I made a team and, mm-hmm. and you know, and I was just like I did my own show and all that, so it was just like so many wonderful experiences, and I, I just can't imagine what it's like for the onlooker or like someone who does go to like a mixer or a jam, and they just happen to sign up. Um, doing the show at Alley Cats or Kingdom, it was called when we did it. It was our first slasher, the ones with Joey, Summer, and Dustin's heads. Ooh, uh, you know the you know the one with Summer. She's got slasher over her face. I think I've seen the poster. Right, we had a series of three for that event. We went. Three variants. Oh, variant covers. I am so excited for the Halloween show this year. Yeah, that's always a favorite. Always favorite. That. I'm that. also excited because I get to like be on the poster because mm-hmm. we're doing like a thing that for that. Oh, nice. Doing a live show for that. Oh, cool. I'm very excited. I'm just yeah. I I gush about the theater all the time. I feel like it's reached the point where I just have to like do that now. It's just like you guys have definitely created like a really really awesome community. It's, I think I think for us. Uh, yeah, Halloween has been like big because our first show at Gallery Five was a Halloween show. That's right. Yeah, that's when they last. And then our Kingdom show was slasher, and that was just like doing it at Alley Cats, which is like for at the time. Now it's I, I don't even know if there's a club there anymore. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's a venue, but it was like a super punk venue with just like the entrance was in an alley, and I was. If we can do improv at that venue, like that's just cool, and so that's what. So we, I think that was something that we've always we've just kind of pursued, mm-hmm. and like and just cool venues, yeah, or just like what we wanted to do. Either you know, if we pursue things we want because this is all just like a sort of passion project, yeah. Um, so other than doing sets at Gallery Five for second best, mm-hmm. when's like the next time we'll see something? coalition somewhere else i mean i know we have the space to do or whatever we want we have a pretty good schedule but like that's like a thing so i remember like i was like a little bummed when i saw that we were when we were performing for second best that we were in at gallery five which made sense because it was like that was what thursday was about Hmm. and so um i would have loved for that i would have loved i definitely would have loved to have been able to do improv somewhere else because i've only done it ever at the coalition Right, which I want to affectionately call the Coco. Uh huh. 
so. Um, you know, it'd be cool if, like, even just, like, some groups from, like, the lab or whatever, or refinery, you know, if, if a refinery is the only place that they get to perform, if they want to get a show together at Gallery 5. Like, because I even think, you know, it's, I, I'd rather, I think more, like, Katie and Matt would probably agree that's, like, the goal, the goal entire was build the scene. So it's like build the scene, not build just the, the scene, place. not just like us. I mean, individually, yes, us. But like, um, when it comes to like people getting to do more improv, just kind of like kind of taking the same kind of route of just like do a show, like somewhere or like contact a venue or something. Because I don't, I, maybe people would think that we'd be upset because there's like some sort of. You know, mm-hmm. maybe if it's on Friday, it would compete or whatever. But I don't necessarily think that that would be the case. So it's like, yeah, if you wanted to do a show at Gallery 5, technically you could. Yeah, I could. You could and put it together. Um, but, think- like, what would Coalition do elsewhere? I don't know. I don't know where, when... Outside of the theater, when we would, the only thing I think of because there have been so many. Yeah, it sounded awesome like you shows. had an idea. I definitely have Before, an idea. I definitely, yeah, I feel like this was a loaded question. It I wasn't a loaded question. An a hole right now. <laughs> the only thing I'll say is that just, just be stop being coy. <laughs> okay, we're doing we're doing a show at Gallery Five. Oh, you are? No, I, I want now that you mentioned it. I put. A show idea that I had. Oh, cool. Well, not that I had, that a couple of us have had. Yeah. And the way to do it, the best way to do it. Uh-huh. And I, we have just bridged the gap just now. Um, <clears throat> but I don't want to say it right now. Oh, okay. Um, but I will say that there have been so many wonderful shows on that there's just been, it's been really hard to get time mm-hmm. to get your show on stage. Mm-hmm. So that might be like the solution. It's like, yeah, expand the scene. I think that's an amazing solution. Like, that would be... Because, I mean, eventually, like, that would... I think that benefits everybody. Yeah. Yeah. We've huh. always sort of, like... Uh, some folks, I guess, get competitive. I don't know. But yeah, some people are really upset about, like, losing. Well, it was like when people started using RVA comedy, like, outside of the theater. And, and then I, I remember... Uh, it might have been Blue specifically, who was like, yeah, they're like... Or people would be like, hey, did you see this This damn comic used RVA comedy? I'm like, that's great. I don't care. We are all RVA It's like, comedy. we have the username. That's all that matters. <laughs> that's all that matters. <laughs> I definitely had but that no, but it's like, thought. Um, but yeah, no, if more people start using RVA comedy, I guess more people come to RVA comedy, the username. Yeah, they might be like, oh, let me go follow but, at RVA comedy. Um, but also then just spreads like the idea of RVA comedy, comedy and RVA. Mm-hmm. There's definitely been something that like I lived in New Orleans for five years and I never once hit up like a comedy venue. Like I saw like David Cross and whatnot, but like I never, the guy that was, I didn't really know that that scene existed. Oh, yeah. And so like now that I'm here, I'm like, God, oh, man, I wish I had checked out those theaters. Cause I've heard that they have some pretty good theaters down there. Yeah. yeah. Sister theater or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, us, Austin and New Orleans have like a thing going on. With like a specific theater. Um, well, there's Fallout Comedy in Austin uh, right now, um, and there's New Movement Theater That's that still looks. exists mm-hmm. uh, in in New Orleans. Okay, cool. Yeah, 
Yeah, but like, so yeah, that's why I think I'm on the same page with you now. Where it's like, oh yeah, anyone using that hashtag is awesome. It's great. I yeah, mean, I'll, I'll and see it's cool that yeah, it's cool that well, and I guess people are becoming social media savvy, and it's about damn time. Yes. So I want to touch on one more thing because mm-hmm. we're reaching time wise. How long has we been at it? Uh, about an hour and ten minutes. Oh, okay. I don't want to take up too much of your time. I mean, yours, your other shows were like an hour and a half. <laughs> are, you, are you trying to get me out? Really, really hard. <laughs> I don't want to go home. <laughs> well, then we'll just do, we'll shoot for the longest. I'm locked out. The longest was two hours and 56 minutes. Who was that? Matthew. The first one we ever did. Your roommate? Yeah, before we were even Is he friends. out there right now? No, he left like Where's he 20 going? minutes in. Um, I don't know. What's he doing? I figured he'd be eavesdropping with like a jar to the wall or something. A jar to the wall. No, he, I don't think he listened to the show. He, he would, when we first moved in, he would like pop in and like fuck the show up. Cause mm-hmm. I have a dynamic and then he comes in and I have to like set up a mic for him and then oh, he's just cool. like, he's like Kramer. Basically. Yeah. Okay. He is. Kramer to the max when it comes to the show. The whole Chris Copley episode is just Matthew. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you said the another facet to you design, yeah, the graphic design. Oh, oh. You saw all the yes. Is that weird? Um, all the posters we have in our living room that most of them have been made by you. That's cool. Um, I loved <clears throat> when I started doing improv festivals. I collected in tournaments. Championship sharks on the sports. Oh, they're gonna find me. They're gonna do this. Oh god, Dick Chut now is gonna find me. Um they uh Yeah, I loved collecting posters. Um and gig poster design was super foreign to me. Just like because it is its own sort of cultural beast. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, no, I think it's it's been flattered. Um I put time into those. Yeah, there's some of them. Um, some I put a lot less time sure. into than others, which I hope the performers in those don't think it's personal. <laughs> Definitely not. That's one of the reasons why I'm, I was like, I wanted the riot and the uh, live show. Yeah. Because I'm definitely It's on myself. my list. I know. You have a lot going Your on. Your kiss is also. Your kiss is on That's a, that is now the song that will play kiss, for you kiss, I can't see I know I know the worst music I just know like top whoa, 40 whoa, garbage whoa. what is wrong with Hall and Oates I love Hall and Oates uh, you're right it sounds like an improv duo but yeah you're right Maybe that's, it does it does it was the original uh huh that was like, oh, can't use that, damn. And there's a video with the object work. Someday <laughs> 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 love will find you. Break those chains that bind you. Yeah, that's good object work in that. <laughs> that is, oh, that's why I love them. The object work, the cool name, the mustache, and the good music. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, that's one of the things that Matthew and I were both like really excited and like we, we measured it out. It's very specific. Nice. Got the exact same nice. frames that's y'all one. use. Okay. The black Walmart ones. Mm-hmm. Great. Mm-hmm. We put them, we got the, all the Halloween ones on the wall uh, we have like current. Well, I didn't posters. do the Halloween one. I figured right. any ones that looked like they were drawn by an amazingly talented person. Chris was a couple of them. Uh, Chris did number one and did the big bosses one and did the, yeah. 
I did that one. Like that that original poster, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the, so, yeah, I'm, and the names are all on there, but, like, the other ones are some of our favorites, like the KGB one. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure oh, you did that one. That one. That one is mm-hmm. amazing. That was my first show. We have, like, a first show section. Oh, nice. Yeah. Then we have, like, shows we've done, and then we have, like, shows we've seen. Oh, man. I love it. That's yeah. great. And then eventually it's going to get to the point where we are going to be, hopefully, the goal is to have all shows that we've done. It's fun to start seeing it accumulate, like, sometimes it's like there was a moment where there was a group of us and all of us were wearing coalition t-shirts but none of them were the same (laughs) (laughs) so it's like uh, it was like we gotta stop doing t-shirts i own a surprise i went specifically to the wednesday or yeah wednesday show so i could buy a tank top hot 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 tank but yeah i own like six or seven of those shirts now and i'm all about it Cool. But yeah. I, I was, I was like, for me, it was, I'm also like, I collect, I'm a collector, it's comic books, like comic cards, just like, I like collecting things, which I guess uh, some people can call it hoarding. It's not hoarding if it's uh, ordered. <laughs> right. If it has like well, a series is number. It, is it still, when does collecting become hoarding? I think it becomes hoarding when it's, it no one has any interest in what you're holding on to. Mm, that, that's what I That's say. true. All right, let's, uh, I have a computer. Because like, you can still collect something like toenails, right? I would, you could collect toenails that nobody has an interest in, oof. and you're not necessarily hoarding them. Difference between hoarding. I think and hoarding collecting. is when maybe is it just when it becomes detrimental to yourself. So you have a collection of dolls that takes up a spare bedroom in your home. Your husband thinks you're yeah, hoarding. Hoarding is when it, it's like going from fat to obese. Collecting the hoarding. Okay. You're I'm, not collecting calories. You're just hoarding them at a certain point. Um, I don't want to, I don't want to say you're a hoarder though. I'm not a hoarder. I'm a collector. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm definitely a collector of posters. Uh, all the ones you see, we have like, and like t-shirts. Twice. Like I'm a big, like I, I keep souvenirs. Like I'm a big souvenir. I'm about this. So right. T-shirt, yeah. 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 So that was always kind of important to me. I'm glad that other people see yeah, it as well. Definitely other people. There are plenty of people who are on the same boat as you, or people who collect even weirder things. And there are some people who are like, I hate wearing T-shirts. I only wear button-ups. Is that a... Did you do purple in that T-shirt? <laughs> oh, purple. Hmm. I love purple what T-shirts. I own purple shoes, David. I don't mind. I love the purple T-shirts. The, we just got too many. Yeah. No, purple was uh, year number two. The gray was three. Yeah. The red was one. Mm-hmm. Blue was four. Yep. I got my the blue one I got was too small. They were they they definitely feel a little slimmer, and it's hard to predict. But, like shoulder lines are here, mm-hmm. but the waist is like. Good. I know. I've got super broad manly shoulders. Yeah, you do. They're dreamy. You've been looking at them the whole, the whole time. time. What have you been looking at the whole time? Oh. Uh, uh, looking through the table. Ooh. <laughs> I was, um, Chris Copley, um, had a very interesting episode. He like made me dinner before. Uh, and, did uh, he get an ambulance called on him? That is <laughs> potentially true. I cannot comment at this time. Oh, was this the same? No way. Was it same, no, same date. No. Okay. Not, he didn't get an ambulance called in because of the show. I think that was the day or week before. Oh, that was a week before. Yeah, okay, yeah. So you covered it in the show. I haven't listened. I don't know if we covered it. I don't think I felt comfortable doing that. I, was oh. like, I don't know about okay, this. So we'll cover it right after the break. 
Um, but I used to have a section when I lived in my old apartment where I would do like, what's the weirdest thing in my room? Because mm-hmm. I had a lot of stuff on my walls, like covered, covered, covered. And so there's always something new that someone could pick. Yeah. And he brought his own weird thing. And that's what I'm asking. Like, is that what you've been staring at this whole time? I'm wondering, like, why the hell is there a 10 inch dildo in this room? Oh, I've noticed that a few times. Um, I was been distracted by the diamond. I get, but it's sound baffling. Baffing? Baffling? I bought foam because I was told that that's what you do when you... But you know what? See that? I look at it and it's just like... There's been like a, a dildo and coalition presence for years. Yeah. Like I'm all... I'm, I'm oddly numbed by that. <laughs> no, but like, yeah, yeah. There's the dildo. It's like, oh, cool. There's foam on the wall. That's crazy. Like, honestly, I'm more shocked at the Yankee candle. Really? Yeah. This room has a weird smell if I don't take preventative measures. Is it the wood? I don't know. I have no idea, but I have to, like, have... And also, I was looking at the painting. Is that Michelangelo, Ninja Turtle? Like, a weirdly abstract? This is, uh... Dashiell brought a collage. Oh, that's... No, rather, we did this together on the show. Okay. Is this a thing where guests bring drinks, and I just happen to bring a bottle of wine? So, lately, that's why I have... This is Laura Kelly's old shelf. Um, Okay, yeah. This is a new thing where people are bringing me gifts. Um, Some of them are alcohol. Some of them are on the shelf, or so basically, two pictures and a dildo, and then Grace gave me this pass that she had in her wallet. Okay. Um, and a lot of people, there's a lot of episodes of me getting drunk because people bring uh, high ABV beer or something. This was good though. This was I had the appropriate amount of this to stay. Oh, good. <laughs> Damn. If you had chugged the rest of it, you're like, let's bring out the red wine. I would have been like, this <laughs> no, is strapping everybody. Mm-mm. No red wine for me, mister. <laughs> is, that, is that your weakness, David? Mm, you, my clothes will be <laughs> on the floor. That's where this. That's where, that's where I see the future of this podcast. How drunk can I get my guests? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think that's a good look for me. Right. You should call it Drunk History. That's a great idea. I can't believe no one's done that. That was a lot of fun when we did Drunk History. What, you guys did Drunk History? We did a contest for Drunk History. Oh. Uh, and they were, it was like a, uh, yeah, submit user submit contest. I think I forget what the, oh, yeah, if you won, you would get, like, aired during their season finale or something. Won, like, the popular vote. I forget it was. Uh, and we came in either first or second. I don't remember. Did you get? We got one of the votes. I think we got... I think we were aired. Yeah, I think we did get aired, but I don't. I truly don't remember. But uh, it was. Do you remember what you drunk historyed? It was Paul Revere. Oh, yeah. When was this? Like early coalition days. Uh, this was uh, between twenty thirteen and twenty fifteen. Okay, not too bad. Yeah, uh, probably like twenty fourteen. I would. That's the kind of gallery five show I want to put on. Oh yeah. Just get like a bunch of people up there and get them super drunk and that sounds like it'll go really well. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Is there anything that we uh, didn't cover that you wanted to cover or that you kind of would like to? Um, I'm not. Not that I can think of. Is there anything you want to ask me? I think I got the thing. The main things were I definitely wanted to talk about Pfizer Plus One. I definitely wanted to talk about the design work. All right. Okay, that's... You're exaggerating now. Um, Oh, there's the orange cat. There you are. Aw, there you are. There you are. 
Oh, you're so friendly. A little sweetheart. Oh, you're so cute. Oh, you're so cute. Okay, go. We gotta finish this. Get your nose out of my glass. <laughs> he, he's a drinker. Mm. He'd be great on drunk history. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I think that those are the main things I wanted to hit. I wanted to, yeah, chronicle all that shit. Um, I guess, yeah, is there anything else that you, you do creatively that you want to mention now? The trumpet was the thing that was surpri- the most surprising. Oh, really? Not that I was surprised, like, oh my god, wow, I, mean, I did blue chorus, too. Uh, we all heard you saying, we all know that's true. Uh, um, no, I think, I mean, I'm just designing and improvising. That's what I do. Well, you're great at both, David. Thank you. Um, Say goodbye to the nice people. Goodbye. Thank you for listening.